You're listening to another episode of the Anavivo podcast. Thank you for your time. Okay, so I will open us up in prayer, and then we'll jump right into this. Lord, we just come before you this afternoon, and we are blessed to be here and uh, alive and good health and uh, be able to share uh, more about our lives and our stories with our listeners. We thank you for the time of my guest today and uh, the listeners who faithfully tune in every week, and we are excited to kind of explore topics that are not traditionally things we um, explore, at least in our religious context. So we are um, uh, looking forward to that. We thank you again for this time, and we pray that you would be honored and glorified through this. We pray all this in your holy mighty name. Amen. Amen. And this is how we start. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Anavivo podcast. We are live on the air, coming to you live from uh, beautiful Whidbey Island, Washington, which is the largest island in the Washington state and um, one of the largest islands in the entire United States. So continental United States, definitely one of the most inhabited, largest and most premier naval air station on the West Coast. They filmed Top Gun 2 here, and I'm happy to be here surrounded by my uh, friends and um, and guests, honored guests today. Dr. Dick Haynes, welcome back again to the show. It's great to be back. <laughs> Thank you. I have uh, Susan, an eyewitness that we get to hear from later uh, this morning or this afternoon, which is Pretty exciting. Thanks for coming, Susan. No problem. And Gloria, thank you as well. Another eyewitness of a totally different event that we're going to explore. So thanks for your time today. So, uh, Dick, I'm going to have you sort of give the audience and all of us an introduction into uh, what the event is that we're about to walk into. And before we jump into the story here, from your scientific and professional uh, uh, point of view. And it's important for the audience to know here that uh, Dr. Haynes has met with these individuals um, separately and interviewed them. And, and, and they also have been interviewed, from my understanding, on TV and on the radio? Or just the TV? Just the TV. TV. Just the TV. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, of course, by friends and family and myriad of other mm-hmm. uh, people as well, I'm sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dr. Haynes. Okay, Tim. Um, what you're going to hear today, ladies and gentlemen, is a very interesting set of uh, reports of what we would call a close encounter of the first kind. And what this refers to is a either daytime or nighttime, in this case both, uh, sighting of a craft or a disc or an object <clears throat> at fairly close range, something like uh, 500 feet to 1,000 feet. Uh, it's one of the most uh, well-known categories and also one of the most ca- frequent categories from a statistical point of view. Hmm. More of these CE1s have been reported than any other kind. Oh, I did not know that. Interesting. Yeah. And there's five total categories? There's a total of five okay. categories, okay. right. We talked about that in another <clears throat> right. broadcast. So that's kind of the background here, and I'm as excited as you are to hear <laughs> what, uh, what the story is. Yeah, so we'll start with you, Susan. Okay. Um, if you want to give us kind of the time and place, uh, location for our audience that may not be familiar with Woodby Island even, um, and, uh, and then just share with us as much as you, as you care to. Okay. Um, so the, when I saw the spaceship, the UFO, um, we, we were all together as a family. We had been out to the base, to the movies, um, which is two and a half miles from here. Okay. Yeah, the Sky um, Warrior Theater mm-hmm. on base. Okay. Yes. It still looks exactly <laughs> the still same, by the, the way. Still looks the same. It does. <laughs> I took a picture of it. Um, so we had been to the movies, and um, my mom and I have told Dick the story um, separately and together, um, and I wish she was here with us. She could mm. she could tell this story even better than mm. I can. Mm-hmm. But um, we were coming down Crosby Road, which is about a mile from here. Okay. Um, at the bottom of Airline Way, yeah. just outside of Hillcrest, we came over a hill, and there it was. Mm. And it was to the. It was so shocking. My mom slammed on the brakes. Now there was about six of us kids in the car. 
Yeah, was this like recently? Was this years ago? Nin- I'm sorry, 1967. Okay. And we figured out it was in June because oh. we the movie starts at seven <laughs> at the base theater. Nice. And it had it was dusk yeah. when we were coming over this little hill, and okay. this thing was in the valley, and it was hovering, mm. and the lights were spinning, and it was a disc, and it was huge, and wow. and your brain. I know my brain was like, I don't know what I'm looking at, Yeah. but it's not normal. You were it's old not. enough to recognize this. I was 10. Okay. My brother was 11. One of my brothers was 11. The other brother was nine. And our cousins, which I just found out a couple of years ago, our cousins were in the car with us. Oh, They had come up from California. Okay. And my aunt was in the front seat. And we sat there staring at it for a really long time. Like parked at the top just, of the... At, at Crosby or Airline. Yeah, right yeah. at the corner where okay. it, it wise off to go to West Beach. Okay. And then it started to move. Mm. And I, I told Dick this. I clearly heard, and I thought it was another lady, but it was my aunt, say to my mother, what do you want to do, Joyce? And my mother <laughs> said, I'm going to follow it. Contemplating Step the, on it. the consequences <laughs> of this. <laughs> With all of his kids in the car. And... We, she sounds like an adventurous lady. She you was scared. Her, <laughs> no. Cured, no, we weren't, because my mom, she was a very curious person. Yeah. And and she knew, and having come from China Lake and, and being a military wife, it, this was not normal. This mm. was not a thing that we had at that time in right. 1967. We right. Were, so we... Especially out here on the island. I mean, like China Lake even, I would ex- expect something more like this to show up. Yes. But definitely not here no, would be no. <laughs> and it was like just in like it was hiding almost like mm. it was just hovering in the valley yeah. and all these trees were blocking any signals. Mm. And we, we thought it felt it felt like that way to me that it right. was kind of hiding. And then right. it started to move and we it went up and over the little hill and my mom gave it the gas. We were doing <laughs> 50 down the hairpin road. That's still the yeah. same. And and. She kept saying, where is it? Where is it? And so we were all looking out the windows. And then my brother says, oh, there it is. There it is. And it was over, it was over the area where they used to do bombing practice, which oh, is now okay. Joseph Whidbey State Park. Right, right. Yeah. So, so it, in a flash, moved over to the upper end of that. Mm. It's actually called Sunset Beach. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we called it West Beach. It was all, right. the whole island, that half was West yeah. Beach. And it was on the cliff side. Not right on the where bubble. that little pullout is now. Yeah. Okay. And that was that twice as big. Yeah. 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 That was twice as big then, that okay. pullout. The rest of it fell down. Right. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So so we raced up there. And when we got there, it was hovering off of the water. Mm. Wow. It was hovering right off the beach from us. Wow. And it was just huge. So it's almost like the propulsion system was it, it wasn't just moving as a, as if a jet was moving it was it was able to hover it was able to move quickly come up and down and then when i say quickly i mean like like that yeah it, it just and we watched it for the longest time i told dick I, we did a um we did do the regression to see if i could remember anything mm. else okay. but um we lost time yeah i know we lost time because when we got there it was still dusk but it went dark and we didn't get home until after 10. wow so it was like 10 30 almost 11 before we got home hmm. and we're like i know we didn't stand i don't feel like we stood <laughs> yeah, up west there beach that isn't that long of a drive. no no <laughs> not at all and, it, but we did see it 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 went over to anacortes in, oh. in in the snap of a finger, it yeah. went from the beach to Anacortes. Wow. And all you wow. saw was this bright light. Yeah. And then it zoomed over to the Olympic Peninsula. Okay. Over there by Port Angeles. And then it came over towards Victoria. And then it just either turned out the light or it just left. Mm. But wow. we thought it was kind of sh- maybe showing off for us. And Can I ask like, you yeah. if you had your, did you have your windows down or when you were outside, could you hear any noise? We got, we did actually pile out of the car. I don't, I don't know. Like at my, Sunset Beach at that yeah. pullout? At the cliff there? side. Okay. Yeah, yeah, on the cliff side. Yeah, we did. We all got out, all of us got <laughs> out of the car and uh, it was windy. 
which is always windy down there, but it was, um, we could hear a humming, mm. like a humming sound, but it was real deep, like felt it more than heard it. Yeah. Kind oh. of humming. Interesting. And, and the last permanent memory that I have, and this is really weird because I don't know why it appears this way in my brain, but it's a picture of me and my brothers, one on each side, holding hands hmm. from behind. As if you are uh, like outside I'm, of your own body looking back at yourself. Yes, hmm. like I'm looking at the back of us. And wow. I, don't, I don't know why that's the last memory I have. Yeah. But that's, that's what I remember. Wow. And that, yeah. How, that. how big would you say this thing is if you had to measure it or if it, it's stayed still enough, still enough long enough for you to, to actually measure this thing? Um, it had to be 30 feet or okay. bigger. Okay. It was huge. Wide and then and more like a saucer, traditional uh, saucer. UFO saucer the style. Saucer, yeah. Okay. I did, we didn't see, there was not like a bubble on the top. It just yeah, was smooth. Yeah. A little green men waving yeah, at you, no. that kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> I wish we had. No, no and it, it, it's something that I try to, when I tell this story, I try to tell people is when you see this, mm. you know that it's real. You right. don't, it, there's like your brain just, it's like well, I'm hoping to see Bigfoot also. Yeah. But at the same time, People look at you like you're crazy, which is why we didn't talk about it, hmm. especially in a Navy town. Yeah. Because if you mention that around people on the playground, they're going to start going, <laughs> oh, I don't want to talk to that. Girl. Well, there's, I'm sure there's, yeah, the ostracizing of it, but then there's also probably a lot of the classified and at the time the Cold War and a lot of things that are just like, we could get locked up. We could get, you know, not just made fun of, but we could get, you know, dad, dad could get in trouble on base, you know, yep. or whatever. So I'm sure there's a lot of that. Well, kind of. we did have the lady across the street who was um, in the, her husband was a captain in the military and she called the base officer and, or the day, I guess, day officer. Yeah. Um, and they told her that we must have seen a weather balloon. Oh. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. no, we, we, even as kids, we were like, we know what a weather balloon looks yeah. like. Yeah. And they did a lot of those down in China Lake. Right. You know, so, yeah, so we didn't, we didn't talk about it even as a family very mm. much um, until years later. And my mother loves to tell this story now. But um, <laughs> my younger brother became a, a Navy pilot. And um, he and I, when Christmas, I said, so what do you, you remember that UFO we saw? And he goes, yeah. oh, yeah. And I said, well, you, what you do you see out there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't forget you don't it. Forget those and things. I said, so, so what do you see out there? And he goes, I have seen some stuff, but I can't tell you about it. I will lose my clearance <laughs> and my job. And his job, yeah. So he never did get to tell me, and he wow. passed away, too. So oh. we didn't. We didn't get a chance to talk much more, but I did find out he never told his wife. Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> Susan, so could I ask a question? Mm -hmm. Would you uh, describe for us the lighting, if there was any, on this object? Um, well, and that's funny because my other brother and I talked about that. He thinks they were red and white, and I think, I'm not sure if I put the red light in it because he said, or if I I remember white lights spinning, mm. spinning, and maybe a yellow, well, but the, maybe the disc was spinning. See, I don't I don't know. But I, when you're saying spinning, do you mean continuous smooth movement or lights on a theater marquee? No, lights, like it was moving, like it ah, was moving. What direction was it moving, rotating? I want to say counter. I remember the lights coming at me. Counterclockwise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Very good. Mm. That's useful. Yeah. How big were these lights? I don't know. They were probably big uh -huh. as that. Uh -huh. They were. They were big. They B were big. big as that is uh, yeah. for the audience. Um, two dinner plate sizes. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's good. How many total lights could you see at any moment? Four mm -hmm. or five. Okay. Four or five. Okay. Yeah. Evenly spaced. Yeah. Evenly spaced. Uh huh. Yeah. And just a quick final question. As far as this sound you heard, have you ever heard it before or afterward or some similar object producing it? No. 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 Not like the deep growl of the jets today no. that are out there rumbling, you know, no. not that kind of this growl. Was, this was yeah. more like like a low humming that you could feel with your, mm -hmm. with your feet. Would okay. it be somewhat yeah. similar to a diesel locomotive 
just in idle, for instance. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that, yeah. Like that. Yeah, just a okay. low. Okay. It was hardly noticeable unless you were paying attention to These it. These are very important details. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dr. Haynes with the science, scientific question. Yeah, yeah. the good. steam locomotive was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, I. Uh, anything else you want to add before we, we'll come back to you for another question of the of the story here but okay. anything else you want to add on the encounter itself no okay. that's pretty much it awesome well thank you okay yeah. gloria let's hear your account which uh, i'm told and this is the first time i'm getting to hear either of these are are separate events and mm-hmm. um but oh, around yeah. the same time-ish well i don't know um we have figured it out that we think it was in 1964 okay so, so I would have been, earlier. and it would have been April 22nd. Wow. Which was... Uh, you, you, said, you just said you don't know, but you just gave me an exact day. Yeah, and but I'm not sure year. in the year. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think it was 64. Um, okay. We were able to kind of pinpoint it. Okay. From uh, an interesting letter, <laughs> oh. well, paper that a friend of mine at school interviewed me two days after the sighting. Oh, wow. And okay. I have a copy of that original letter with How me. How old were you going to school that someone's interviewing you? Oh, I was, uh, if I was 13, I think I was in probably about. Middle school or. Uh, or um, Sixth grade or okay. something, seventh grade. So someone at your school is interviewed. What school is this? Coopville. Okay. Coopville so High School. Someone at the Coopville High School is interviewing or middle school is interviewing you for the newspaper two days after the event. Well, actually, they were writing this for a school pro- uh, in one of their English class or oh, something. Okay. They interviewed me. It was a. Something they did for homework. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or she wanted to do it. Right. I don't know if she, it was actually an assignment, but she did turn it in because you can see the teacher's grading oh, on it if she cool. misspelled something or the grammar wasn't quite right. Okay. But uh, it started, uh, I was down at my friend's house. In those days, we live out on West Beach, kind of near where Susan was, but further up. Further south. Further south on West okay. Beach okay. by Bell's, across the road from Bell's Strawberry Farm. Okay. And in those days, there was nothing there. Yeah. There was like our farm and then the Mary Mary's farm, my friend. And that was about it, Bell's. Yeah. Yeah. There was nothing like right. that is today. <laughs> so anyway, Mary and I played together a lot. We were the only two girls that lived out there. And uh, we, I went down to her house. We were playing after school, I believe. And they asked me to stay for dinner, which I did. And then uh, Mary was going to walk me partway home, which mm. we did a lot of that. You know, we'd accompany each other either to go to my house or to go to her house. Right. And it was starting to get late. It wasn't dark yet, but, you know, it was after dinner. We were walking home and uh, on a kind of a little path. And then on the west side is a, was a field and then the water, high bluff. Right. Okay. And we're walking home, and this thing... Uh, it seemed like it came out of nowhere. Mm. I mean, we kind of looked up, and there it was. Wow. And it was weird because we never seen anything like that before. We yeah. knew it was something odd. There was no sound whatsoever. Really? No sound. Wow. Silent. Completely. I mean, you're out. This but is, how can it move? Yeah, and you're outside, too. It's not like you're in a car in this yeah. case. You're outside, and no, there's no... No, we're outside, and we had... Jumped down in the tall grass. Oh, no. There was a hedgerow, <laughs> yeah. and we were like hiding. You weren't as curious as Susan and her family were. Just like, take me. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> <was> my mom. <laughs> we weren't terrified, yeah. but we definitely were scared. Okay. And uh, it was just hovering there in the field. Okay. It was shaped like a football, and it had red mm. lights. Interesting. How- red lights around the bottom. How big? Would you just say this object was? Uh, it seemed like it was pretty big. And I, in some of the reports I've done before, there's we've kind of estimated it, but I don't really yeah. remember. But it, it was fairly close. Um, and we just watched it, and yeah. it just hovered there. Wow. Sound, soundless. And then uh, it probably wasn't as long as we thought it was. Because yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh, this is scary. Uh, but... And then when it left, it just kind of went away quickly, no sound. Wow. And kind of dropped uh, below the bluff. Okay. And I think that's kind of the last we saw of it. You didn't see it going out over well, the water? Well, you know, or... thinking back, I'm not sure if we kind of saw it. But but if it did do that, it was so fast that we yeah. couldn't it hardly just track the it. Of the lights or something. Yeah, it was yeah. just, yeah. it was gone. 
with no sound still. No, moving with no, no sound. sound. It never right. had any sound. And that was the that was what I thought was the most weirdest part of the yeah, whole thing. How could it move? Part. How could it hover? <laughs> yeah. How could it do anything without sound? No sound. Yeah. Wow. No sound at all. Wow. So we ran home. <laughs> she ran home to her house. I ran home to my house. <laughs> and we were all excited and telling our parents. And they were kind of like, oh, really? You know? Oh, that was nice. That's so cute. <laughs> no, nobody... <laughs> I don't, I don't think it was that they didn't believe us, but yeah. they really weren't too concerned about it or right, anything. Right. It was just, just another thing. Like we saw a deer when we were walking home. <laughs> this is like a, you, I don't know, you probably don't watch the Stranger Things episodes on Netflix, but that's... A, I do. That's, I mean, this sounds exactly like something like that. <laughs> you know, these so. kids in the 60s that are out on their bikes, just, you know, not... You know, just doing things after dark, and you know nobody has cell phones or playing video games nope, or whatever. Nope. And so this is what you do, and yep. and this is what you experience. And the parents are like, "Yeah, that's so sweet, Gloria." That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. not concerned for your safety at no. all. Thanks, mom. No. They weren't. No. They really weren't chasing it. Yeah. In fact, my, my my mom and my aunt called us the the last of the free range children. The free range. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good we, title for a book. And we didn't have phones, and we did yeah. go. At six in the morning, we'd leave the house and we wouldn't come home until oh, dark. Yeah, yeah. 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 And same, somehow same you're you're still us. both here today, just yeah, fine. Yeah, and we survived. <laughs> yeah, and and it was interesting for me to hear your your story about your getting interviewed for the paper. My mom insists that she saw an article in the Whidbey News Times mm. about UFOs. Interesting. Uh, somebody I remember else, seeing that too. She said it was in in Juan de Fuca. Wow. Which is yes. a couple miles yeah, yeah. down. It was around the same time. Yes, that we saw. Ours. That's what she said, and yeah. we. I did. I searched every way I could, and could not find a trace of that. Interesting. Mm. It would be News so, Times would not have a copy that themselves that they could produce. They, I, their archives are now held by North Sound or somebody. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, it's you have to go all the way to, uh, I think Port Townsend. Okay. To access, but on on the computer, I did my best, and I couldn't yeah. find huh. any. I, I any do mention. remember reading, and because we good. always got the News Times, and I do remember reading That's, about. Because I was like, oh, somebody yeah. else saw that <laughs> yeah. article, so verification. Yeah. So you saw, for, and this was an article before you witnessed your, the. It event, was after. after it was after. Okay. Was after okay. Yeah, it was wow. later. Wow. Okay. Yes, Dr. Haynes. Uh, Gloria, could I ask a couple questions about what you saw the the. The appearance of you said a football football, which is a good first glimpse of the shape. Mm -hmm. um, tell us about the colors of the lights. They were red, like a fire engine red on a yeah. They were they were bright light. right uh, bright red, uh -huh. and um, you know this was a lot of years ago. So I thought they were just uh, stationary, mm. but when I read back something that I'd uh, when the girl interviewed me at school I think I said they were blinking mm. blinking on and off yeah I think uh -huh. I have that I'm with sorry. me but, oh good um, wonderful you know that was two days after I saw it sure so I think things were probably pretty that was the most fresh, fresh yeah. in my mind <laughs> I wish somebody then. had interviewed us right after <laughs> how many lights did you see at any one time um Several. Several. Yeah. I, Two, three? Uh, probably more than three. Four or five? Uh, yeah, probably. And were they I think. evenly spaced? Yes. They were. I think were. they were. Aha. Uh -huh. And what shape were each of the lights? The red they just lights? seemed like they were little red lights. Little. Um, oh. Not huge, but, you know, we weren't right next to it. So they, yeah, probably would have been about the size of a headlight or, or okay. bigger. Okay. Maybe bigger. Okay. Mm. Good. Okay. And and uh, the ob object color, it was still not dark yet. So could you get an idea of the color of the object? Is it traditional silver and yeah, shiny? Yeah, I think was it, it was more... just kind of shiny silver. Okay. I th I thought this was so interesting because I for had forgotten all about that. This classmate interviewed me. How did you come back across this? Uh, uh, her homework her assignment? cousin <laughs> is one of my best friends. Okay. And she was cleaning up things at her home, and she found this, and she wow. gave it to my girlfriend, oh, cool. and she gave it to me. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it was Could you read that section for us? Sure. From this? Yeah. Um, I could read, if you want, I could read the whole thing. It's not too long. It's up to whatever you think. Yeah, if, yeah, if it's pertinent, let's okay. do it. Okay. UFOs. Gloria 
I won't say my last name, and Mary, <laughs> saw a UFO on the night of April 22nd. This is how Gloria described her experience to me when I called her. She did this over the phone on April 24th. It all began the night of April 22nd. Gloria had spent the afternoon and dinner at Mary's, and Mary was walking Gloria halfway home. They had both read the articles about UFOs in the Reader's Digest and Life magazine, and they were exchanging opinions on UFOs. Suddenly, they both looked up and saw one. It was shaped like a football and had red lights all around the bottom that were not blinking, but shining steadily. Hmm. Gloria said that there was no sound whatsoever as the UFO hovered in the air for about 10 seconds and then came slowly toward Earth hmm. and then disappeared behind a clump of trees. The object was not very high and not very far away, but Gloria did not give an estimation of the distance. As soon as it disappeared, Gloria and Mary returned to their own homes Gloria commented that she had believed in UFOs, but she never believed she herself would actually see one. Hmm. So now do you believe? Oh, cool. That was the... <laughs> that's a great... That's really awesome that you still yeah. have that. I know. It's amazing that a, I have this. I wish this. I had written something down. <laughs> Did you get an A-plus on that assignment? Uh, I don't know. The teacher corrected some areas here, but... Um, <laughs> Something that was interesting is that the next day I was all excited about it, too, and I drew a picture in class hmm. of it. Okay. And I wish I still had that. That's yeah. been lost over the years. Sure. But wow. I, I had a little um, write-up about it myself yeah. in school and huh. the picture. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Um, as a result of the experience you and Mary had, has your life changed in any way? I don't think so. I, I don't really feel like it did, although that I was always wondering if I was going to see it again. And mm. I didn't for a while. And I don't think Mary was as scared as I was, maybe. But for a while, I didn't want to walk that same path <laughs> yeah. by myself. Right, right. Yeah, that's a, a, so, a question I ask everybody. And uh, uh -huh. Susan, could you answer the same question? As a result of your experience, would that station wagon full of people has your life changed as a result of that i i think because of seeing it that i was more open to there being people that have come to visit earth mm -hmm. not i don't know what they're people what you know mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. of other beings mm -hmm. out there yeah i really think that kind of led me. I, I got heavily into science fiction and mm -hmm. read everything I could on UFOs. I still look at the valley every time I drive up Airline mm -hmm. Way mm -hmm. to check just in case, especially mm -hmm. at dusk. Mm -hmm. yeah. I really do. Yeah. And there is like a round circle of dead grass still all huh. these years later. Huh. In that That's one, and they've never built there. Mm. They don't farm that. Was it on the Navy property? No, it's right on the farm at the bottom of Airline Way. Oh, okay. Yeah, the wow. farm that's all by itself in the yeah. valley. Yeah, there. I know. Yeah. Where my yeah. son lives right across the street from there. Well, mm. he should look out the window. Yeah. Look for UFOs. <laughs> I'll have to tell him to be on the lookout. Yeah. But I've often heard, too, that people have told me that Whidbey Island was kind of a magnet mm. for really phenomena. What, is, what would be the cause of that? Um, if they no said. one's really said, but they, they talk about the connection between the, the base. Mm. There's an awful lot. Uh, I know in my research, China Lake had an awful lot of UFO phenomena. Mm -hmm. And I just, I personally came to believe that there are certain places mm -hmm. on the earth that are more inclined to see yeah. those kinds of things. But I think you also have to be open to it. Sure, sure. You can't have the, your mind frozen that yeah. there's only us, <laughs> right. only us in the universe. Yeah, well, that that's a good segue into what I wanted to ask next as part of these stories um, to you both is a lot of times when people have these encounters that, that are life-changing, that, you know, open their eyes to something other than ourselves, that's their first thought is that it's something extraterrestrial, something outside of our plane of, of existence here on Earth. Was... 
was is that the same and true for both of you? Is there is there any reason you wouldn't have just assumed this is a Navy experiment or this is you know maybe another country's technology or something like that? I mean, was it just so bizarre that it could just couldn't be another country or Navy test thing at the time, or was it? Was there any ever doubt, like, ah, maybe what I'm witnessing is a classified test or something like that? There was never any doubt okay. that it was something otherworldly. Yeah. Never. I, I, with the minute we saw it and we, my mom slammed on the brakes, it was an overwhelming sense that this was not, not from here. Not of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was not from here. Right. And whatever it was doing <laughs> was, it wanted... It wanted, I think it kind of wanted us to see it, but I was. Yeah. I took Dick, Dick on a tour um, of the route that we took, and yeah. he, I said, okay, so this housing development wasn't there, this wasn't there, that wasn't there. It was totally black. Mm. There were no streetlights. Right, there. right, right. That's yeah. how it was yeah. with me, too. When it Nothing. got dark, it got dark. Right. Like, you couldn't so see this So it was a very part. obvious string yeah. of lights that were there that should yeah. not be there should not have been there exactly <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. we're like whoa wait a minute <laughs> so yeah that's where i came to believe that that there was things out there that we yeah. don't know about then yeah. i think they've been visiting for a long long time mm -hmm. gloria same uh was same there ever question. any doubt that it was no some i knew sort of it was something thing or? Uh, no i yeah. knew it wasn't anything at all that i could think of mm -hmm. it that it would be. I mean, mm -hmm. it was so unusual. Right. And, right. And like I said before, it was so unusual that it was totally silent. Yeah. That it moved right. and right. it hovered and it defied laws was, of no. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it went. You know, it seemed like it could go any direction. Mm. Um, you know that it wanted to. Yeah. It almost seems like in both of your stories here that these objects were were not just here but they were aware of our existence and aware of our capabilities because in both of your stories it, it appears as if they are avoiding uh, at least the known radar limitations at that time and what mm -hmm. we could pick up at that time and and uh, you know even going off the cliff and kind of dropping back down low to go over the water yeah. or or going out that way on West Beach as opposed to climbing the hill and going above the tree line where the radar would have hit them at that time yeah. um, it, it seems like really they're aware low. of you know they've got some sort of yeah. sensor or capability to know that we, we want to avoid. <laughs> and it can go so fast. Right. I mean, when yeah. it appeared, it was like it wasn't there. And then all of a sudden it was there. Right, right. Right there. Yeah. And we didn't really see it come. Mm -hmm. It was just there. We saw it leave, but not completely not, leave. Mm -hmm. you know? Right, right. It kind of went out of our sight. And then I can't remember for sure, but I think it was just gone. Gone. Yeah. Like real fast. Mm. Wow. To the north. Dick, could you describe for our listeners here that aren't familiar with West Beach kind of the proximity of these two events and relation to the base and the Puget Sound? Um, obviously, this is a, a big region full of other military bases and things like that, too, but kind of just a, a big topical overview, geographical sure. overview. Sure. That's an important de detail, I think. Yeah. Um, for those of you who have are listening that have not visited uh, Whidbey Island, <clears throat> Imagine a vertical straight line, and on the left side of that line is water, Puget Sound in this case. And we have Whidbey Island on the right side of that line. <clears throat> well, these two sightings that we've heard just now took place within 2.3 miles of each other. Um, right on the edge of the water, on the beach, so to speak. And I think that's significant. We've also heard that the object did not escape or leave by going vertical, which is what typically happens, but it flew horizontally and even downward for a portion of its flight. To me, that's very significant. Uh, we've heard that the motion was erratic in some sense, in, in the sense of uh, instantaneous acceleration uh, in, in both cases. Um, and uh, as Tim has said, we have a major naval air station probably within a, two miles at the most mm -hmm. of uh, Susan's sighting. Yeah. I think that's also important because emanating, being transmitted from that naval air station is a lot of radiomagnetic energy, right. different frequencies and power densities mm -hmm. and so forth that can be picked up 
We know that. Right. Um, long, long distance. Long, <laughs> long distances. That's right. And so if we're dealing with an advanced technology, they're way ahead of us. And they can pick that up when they're 100 miles away mm. or more Yeah. and so forth. Yeah, and we've also, uh, I think it's prudent to point out, too, the um, Jim Creek uh, Naval Radio Station is the largest um, radio station of its kind in the world and is used uh, still to this day to communicate with submarines uh, from around around the world. So, I mean, speaking of a lot, just a lot of energy that's put out between the, the entire mountainside is the antenna in this case, <laughs> in that case. And so it's, uh, you know, from space and certainly greater distances, uh, other things can could have the ability to pick up uh, signals of that kind and, and maybe curious enough to, to um, come down and check it out. So thank you for that. So I, that kind of is a good, another good segue into the uh, next question is, in, in your both, uh, Gloria and Susan, belief of this object and, and now having uh, the hindsight of uh, all of this processing for years and years, um, do you believe that uh, it was or, or ever had any kind of inkling that it was um, these objects were controlled or even inhabited by um, beings of some kind that were an, an intelligent being? Or do you, do you feel like it was more of a, uh, a totally an equipment um, I drone. Don't want to say drone. Yeah, drone. A, a kind of a, a machine uh, run, maybe from somebody else or something else a greater distance away. And I know you mentioned that you kind of had an experience where you're looking back at yourself and, and sort of an out of body experience. So that may have played into into your answer as well. But any kind of uh, inkling or, or idea about that? You know, it had to have been controlled by someone with intelligence mm -hmm. because of the movements that it made. Right. And um, I don't know. I, I think it, it could have been someone controlling it from elsewhere. Sure. Or maybe there could have been some kind of being inside of it. I, I don't really know. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they knew we were there. Yeah. I, I think they probably knew we were there. Right. And they came close to yeah. us. Maybe they wanted us to see them. I mm -hmm. don't know. We were scared. We it's were ducking down <laughs> in the tall weeds and... <laughs> scared yeah but i i agree Maybe. with you i my feeling the feeling i had was that they intended for us it to almost looked like there was a show that mm. they put on when they did the zipping back and forth yeah and then yeah. they just zipped away and i i always felt like i didn't feel the fear but that's probably because my mother you know <laughs> Dumped us out of the car and said, "Hey, go watch the aliens." You, know? you were with but, your family, and yeah, and we were with you know. And I, I did find out it took me forty years, but my cousins were with us. Yeah, and and that that came about because the first thing they said to me, I hadn't talked to them in forty years, and they they got out of the car and they said. I remember the UFO. <laughs> we yeah. remember the UFO. It's not something that said, you ever forget. Oh, my God. Yeah. They were the ones in the car right. because they had come up after my dad died in mm -hmm. November. They had come up that early June so they could berry pick with us. Mm, yeah. And then they picked berries with us, and we went down to California for six weeks and... Wow. Yeah. So that, and that took 40 years to find out because suddenly when they did that, I went, oh my God, you guys were the ones in the car. Yeah, right. I always thought it was the neighbors across the street. Yeah. So. Well, and I mean, even even the object responded to the movement of your car by, by, backing away and and as your mother's chasing this thing so <laughs> well, it's obviously yeah, it is aware <laughs> of you in some capacity oh i'm sure it was i'm sure it was i told it and it, it didn't go fast it just kind of hovered over the little hill that's yeah, there yeah and in the same way a weather balloon would right well of course <laughs> of course yeah because <laughs> <Of course. laughs> yeah, that happens all the time up here right right but yeah, in so, the direction of the prevailing winds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did change. It changed my thought process. Yeah. I don't know. I know my brother, my younger brother. Uh, I think that was the year he decided to become a pilot. Okay. He was eight years old, and yeah. I, I clearly remember oh, him saying, so cool. "I'm going to the academy, <laughs> and I'm gonna yeah. be a yeah. pilot." Yeah. And he did it. Wow. And he got all the way to commander. Yeah. You know, and so cool. he did see a lot of stuff. I'm right. sure he saw more than 
He probably well, saw those little tic tacs. Yeah, and we we um in it's our coming previous out now. Yeah, it is. It is. They're, yeah. they're able to talk about it. Previous yeah. episodes. Declassified. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Haynes was uh, Dick was sharing. You know the the NARCAP program that he mm-hmm. was uh, a part of uh, founding and in this is such a was such a need at the time. Probably still is a need at the time for people like your brother who cannot reveal these things that they see all yeah. the time without fear of um, losing their clearance or their job mm-hmm. or things like that. And so this NARCAP program allows anonymity, anonymity to um, to share sightings like this from around mm-hmm. the world, which is uh, pretty cool. But but like you said, Gloria, yeah, they, what was it, COVID time? During COVID, they just sort of, all this other chaos is happening around us and, and the news is full of all sorts of things all the time. And they just sort of slip in like, by the way, UFOs are real. Okay, back to your regular <laughs> scheduled <laughs> broadcast. <Yeah. laughs> it's like, yeah. wait a second. I, just I would believe something. almost anything at this point in yeah. COVID history, yeah. but what are you talking about? Yeah, just yesterday yeah. on the news, they were saying someone was on there talking. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but yeah. about some more information that's coming up. Right. The Pentagon started this yeah. whole new branch to, to allow um, the exploration of, or at least at the very least in okayness an ability to talk about mm-hmm. this without being called crazy or mm-hmm. uh, losing your, your status in your job or your eval in your military standing or whatever, you know, and at least would have. allowing, having discussion yeah. for this. Yeah. yeah. And so the Pentagon's got this program now and this branch that's, mm-hmm working through that and a lot of the Navy um, uh, stuff that they've picked up is now declassified that they can share, which is really cool. So um, so share with me how you felt. You're both young at the time of the, of the occurrence, but now you've got years of processing through this and sharing the story with others. Was it ever, um, was it something you believed in previously and were you okay and comfortable sharing that yourself? Because you're not pilots. You're not at fear of losing your job. You're not at, you know, you're not under some classified whatever. And so how did that play out? And and obviously there's a religious context even, you know, of like, ah, especially Christian, like, I don't know, we're the only ones in the unit. Like, you know, we're all self-centered, right? And so, so how does that play out into a lot of that and being discreet on where you share things and, you know, who you are and your family and things like that? Um, either one of you it's kind of a broad question (laughs) yeah uh well over the years you know i would share it but i wouldn't go out of my way to share it Mm -hmm. you know if something came up like it you know yeah people were talking about it or something yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i would share it but um you know, I, I never, like I said, really went out of my way to <clears throat> It wasn't something you it. did at women's Bible study? No. Like part no. of your testimony? <laughs> no. I, and it's interesting to know, you know, being a Christian, you, you always think, well, but there could be life somewhere sure. else. I mean, yeah. we have, uh, we're on earth, but, you know, who knows? So I, when yeah. I met Dick, I was kind of surprised, you know, yeah, that yeah. he had so much involvement in this because I always kind of thought it was kind of. Kind of weird. I try to keep a low <laughs> profile yeah. myself. Right. Yeah, not something yeah. you really talk about at church. Yeah, not a or, you know, these aliens and stuff. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, uh, I met Dick at a, at, we're both members of the same train club. Oh, cool. And I don't remember how. Did you say train? Trains, or? yeah. Okay. Trains, yeah. H-O model, model. railroad. Dick, model, I learned something model. new about you every episode yeah. that I have you on. Come on over and see the layout. He's got a layout. Clearly. He's got a really beautiful layout. <laughs> well, yeah. this just so took a wild he, turn of events. He, yeah. Continue, Susan. <laughs> he, became, he became one of my mentors in, in the train in club. In the train club, okay. Um, I had never done trains. My husband and I got married um, in 2005, and he moved in with 700 model railroad or magazines. Wow. And then promptly started tearing apart the garage and putting up, you know, all kinds of wood and stuff. And then pretty soon I was sitting out there going, what are you doing? And he said, you want to make some rocks? And I said, rocks? I can make rocks? He said, yeah. We got the plaster out and he showed me how to make rocks. And I, I built this mountain. Dick and is I was, cracking up That's over it. Here. I know. I, he's got a picture oh, of me. There. He's got a picture of me. I was up on top of the, the wood and I was making rocks. Oh, I was putting wow. a mountain together. So, so that led to us talking one day. And he said something about his work with NARCAP. And I said, UFOs. I have a UFO story. And he goes, mm-hmm. okay, save that. 
<laughs> right now they, we're focused on trains. Right. Yeah, because we were. This at is the my train, train space. And he said, he told me. He says, "I'm gonna call you up," and he did. He called me up, and we interviewed, and and then he set me up with the people who did the the regression thing, and and uh, that was really interesting. Mm. It was really interesting because mm. my my feeling has always been somehow that I don't know if you ever got that, Gloria, but that we were chosen. Mm. That we were chosen to to be for them to see. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Because not everybody gets that experience. Yeah, right. But what I thought was funny about that letter, well, the report that my friend did, which was two days after I saw it. Yeah. That I had forgotten about. But she said Mary and I had been walking to my house and we'd been discussing UFOs. Mm. We never I talk that up about when you read it. Yeah. yeah, we never talk about things like that. But we yeah. had read some articles, and I said, "Readers Digest and Life Magazine." Sometimes an article would come out, and we were talking about that and yeah. what we thought about yeah. that when this thing appeared. Huh. And I'd kind of forgot about that over the years. Right. But clearly, you both were open to this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And what what I hear you saying is that that transfers from a CE one to a CE five. Oh. Expound. Yeah. What is well, that? Well, uh, CE1 is a passive experience. I mean, uh, you didn't do anything to, like, wave at it or flashlight oh, or something no. like that. Um, a CE5 is a deliberate human response, which elicits a response from the phenomenon, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and you've just told us <laughs> that you... Apparently, talking about we this were talking subject about that and right then before it appeared. we saw it. And then it appeared, and I had forgotten about that. I mean, sixty years ago. Sure. But because I told the friend at school that the mm. two days later, I wouldn't have made that up. So no. we were, and then I kind of remembered. Yeah, we were talking about some That's of those very things that mm. we had read about. Huh? Did you? I it, thought that was odd. You may not be able to remember now. But do you think it's possible that you wanted to see one at that time? Well, maybe we were, we thought it would be kind of cool if we saw one. Mm-hmm. But then when it happened, we were like, oh, this is, this is scary. Never, never Not mind. Hide. hide. <laughs> Not so I much. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> because for you know a few seconds, you're wondering, is yeah. this going to abduct us or, or sure. yeah. something? Yeah. It was pretty frightening. Right. Yeah. Right. But it was all done and over pretty quick. Yeah. Wow. I'm so yeah. glad that you wrote that letter. Two days later, yeah, yeah. that I that your told her. I wish everybody it. would do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I had for even forgotten about it until she gave me that back. Yeah, yeah, wow, <laughs> cool. So, so, so someone's listening, maybe. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> it's kind of okay. Weird. Where Creepy. are you? We're ready for it. <laughs> yeah, keep <laughs> checking. Um, my mom was very, very Christian. Okay, um, and when I remember when you were interviewing you, her, you asked her a question and she asked you about how do you how do you hold this idea that there's other people out there and mm-hmm. then be this Yeah, where do you put this in the faith? Yeah, spot? how do you how do you fit that in? Yeah, yeah I'd like to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, what, yeah I think we'd all like to hear that. Opinion is on that. If you don't mind. Okay. Not to put you on the spot, but yeah. Sure. Well, as a Christian myself, um, I have a fundamental belief that God is infinitely creative. And what that means is that uh, he establishes himself and his capability, and I don't. I have no control over that. He's an independent agent, so to speak. Um, And because he's infinitely creative, he created not only our planet, but all the stars and the galaxies and the space dust and all that, everything that's in, in the universe. And that he created life on this planet in a very creative way, in all forms. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't take long to see this level of creativity that uh, God has created. And if he is doing it on one planet, who am I to say he didn't do it on other planets? Mm-hmm. And astronomers are finally admitting I can remember years ago when they said Earth is the only place where habitable sentient life exists. Not anymore. There are hundreds, thousands and thousands of planets they've discovered, water planets, 
that can support life as we know it, carbon-based wow. life. Uh, and that doesn't even admit the possibility of, of silicon-based life, mm -hmm. you see? A whole other genre of life. Mm -hmm. And so that's my simple-minded explanation that somebody on another planet has a space program. And they are a thousand or ten thousand years older than we are, and had more advanced. And they've sent all these probes out in all different directions, and they've gotten here before our probes have gotten to them. Mm -hmm. That's all. Interesting. That's good. Yeah, That's I all. like that. Yeah, thank I you like for that. sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, a. <laughs> Now, and now I'm, I'm like writing down in my mind things to talk about on future podcasts because we could go that direction, but I'm still hung up on this train thing. So like, <laughs> I could go that direction. Man, there's so many opportunities here. <laughs> Do we call you the Grand Conductor? I mean, like, what is your new title? <laughs> I think Grand Conductor is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> All right. So I want to sort of wrap this um, story up here with a final question. And uh, and Dick mentioned a little bit of it, you know, how has this changed you or has it changed you post the event? Um, but I also want to, you know, you've, you've kind of answered that, but also to tack on to the same question, how has it changed how you share to your own family members, to your own friends, to your own inner circles um, and, and teach them? Because one of the big keywords for me in my life is legacy and wanting to be able to share this kind of stuff with my kids, share this kind of stuff with my listeners with uh, people that I come in contact with and and discipleship is part of that process for me as a as a believer but also just our life story so how do you share this how do you do it delicately how do you do it in a way that that doesn't get you the tinfoil hat mentality you know and and put you up on some poster and 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 you can go any direction with that but like there's obviously discretion involved as you mentioned Gloria there's there's a, you you talk about it when people ask but you're not just out on the street corner, like I've seen they they're real, and yeah. so, you know, yeah. <laughs> locked up in the loony bin. So, so there's there's a balance there. How do you how do you define that balance? How have you learned to do that? Where do you take it for your kids or family, and um, and where do you want to leave that someday going forward? Well, I can ahead, tell Susan. you about my mother. <laughs> yeah, um, when we all started having kids, my mother and my dad bought a trailer up at the Glen at Maple Falls, which is as dark as Whidbey Island mm. was in 1964. <laughs> and she started lining up all the grandchildren and taking them on the alien walks. Oh, cool. <laughs> I swear. I swear. No flashlights were allowed unless a car was coming. Nice. You had to walk in the dark, in yeah. the woods, down this road, and she would point out the satellites oh, cool. and tell them that the aliens were watching them. <laughs> I like, I don't even know how you do that to your own grandkids because they were little. Yeah, they were yeah, little. Yeah. And then my brother would run ahead and hide in the bushes and roll out oh, no. on our way back. And, and, then, and then they would out. all run screaming <laughs> to the <laughs> So that's how we carried on the alien yeah, tradition in our family. Like and my adult children have asked me questions about it. And, okay. and I tell them the story, and they yeah. know, you know, I, I, but I don't know that I'm going to be the grandma with <laughs> the alien. I, I told the, I asked him, I said, I hope that didn't like ruin you guys for life. Right, right. right. <laughs> the sheer that's terror. The family we don't talk about. That's yeah, right. that's the family that doesn't. Actually, they don't. <laughs> That'd be the reason. But no, I, that's my husband, when he and I met. I told him about this story, and he told me the story of when he worked on the oil in the oil fields in California mm. on the water, and how they had seen some mm. UFOs, wow. and yeah. Yeah. they confirmed it with the crew boat that was coming in, and they right. all went, "Did you see that?" <laughs> so you know he's cool. he's very accepting of it. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's you know he. He always yeah. tells me, well, i got a story, too. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So it sounds sort of like just normalizing it, I guess, yes. in conversation. And just yes. being okay with that. And yeah. just being okay. I, yeah. I, I even brought it up at my mom's service. Okay. Uh, I told yeah. them, I was telling the, the people that showed up that she 
she was so curious and she was always chasing something, mm. including a UFO off an of airline way one yeah. night with all of his kids in the car. Yeah. Right, right. What a you story. Know? Yeah. And I said, you know, I'm normalizing it. Yeah. Like you yeah. said, yeah. that okay. this was in church and everybody went, yeah. <laughs> no, for real, she yeah. did. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, it's part that of it. Was, that yeah. was my mom. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Susan. Glory. Well, I've just, I've shared this over the years with my kids. Yeah. And, I think some of my grandkids too. And I did also find um, a report that our youngest daughter uh, did when okay. she was in school. I think she was in about eighth, seventh or eighth grade. Okay. And I told, had told her the whole story, and she wrote up a report for it in school, and she got an A-plus on it or something. Sweet. <laughs> anyway, I still have a copy of that too. Cool. But I just tell them what happened. Yeah. And... Um, you know, let them decide, I guess, to whether they think their grandma's crazy or <laughs> or, yeah. or what. But I never have met anyone that didn't believe me. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they I, all they still love you. They didn't take me too they seriously. Still you come know, over like, for dinner. Yeah. They're still <laughs> <laughs> yeah, originally our parents, Mary's parents and my parents, didn't seem like they were very interested mm -hmm. or, you know, anything like that but they didn't say oh well, i don't think you really saw that you yeah. must have just been making did they it ever come or... back around um in sharing with them years later well, or... i i think they would say like oh yeah gloria saw a ufo yeah you know something like that sure but um i don't know they yeah. never saw one themselves i don't think so yeah <laughs> i don't know what wow. they thought really but i i think they thought we did see something yeah so how has this, for you specifically as a, as a Christ follower, how has this impacted your faith and, and your testimony or, or what you um, view of what you knew of Christianity at the time and, and what you think of it now? And is it sort of this, the same as uh, what Dick has shared? Is it more nuanced than that? Well, um, I asked Jesus to be my Savior when I was eight. Okay. So this was, you know, a few years later, and... Um, I just, I knew it was real, that what I saw, yeah. I, I knew must be something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't really think too much about it, I right. guess. And open to it still, to this day. It, yeah. it hasn't closed I've, you I've off. I've always and... wondered if I would see another one. Yeah. Or another, some kind of phenomenon or something. Right, been on the lookout for it. Yeah. yeah, and I just figure, yeah. like Dick said, that God is creator of the universe and yeah. everything in life. Um, he could... He could do whatever he wanted to yeah, or choose yeah. to do. Right. I think that, I don't know if we discussed this, I don't remember on our um, one of our previous podcasts, but that's the, the danger part of that is taking it so far in saying that, okay, now there's maybe there's other ways to Christ or other ways to do this, and, it's, and it becomes more of a universalism kind of truth. That part can yeah, get, you know, that, can get crazier out, it, it, depending on how far you um, extrapolate the experience, mm -hmm. but, but definitely just being open to God who is the master creator and that kind of stuff is, mm -hmm. is cool. And then normalizing it in your, like you, like you're doing with the, you know, kids and grandkids too, if this is what I saw, believe it or not, but yeah, I'm convicted by this. You know, it's, it's not yeah. something I'm just going to be gaslighted into a weather balloon or <laughs> something, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, no, I, I knew saw. this was something yeah. different. Yeah. It, it was yeah. very real and um, not something that just, could have been something other, like yeah. weather balloon or whatever. It was very cool. Something really there. Awesome. Well, thank you all for your thank time you. today. This has been uh, very wonderful and enlightening for me. I know it has been for the audience. Thank you to the audience for staying with us through a uh, non-professional recording studio environment here in my home office with uh, dogs running down the hall and, and uh, kids banging on the door. So thank you all for that as well. And um, I guess it sounds like the next episode we're going to be doing is on uh, trains. So uh, tune in <laughs> next time for uh, the episode with Dr. Dick Haynes, the uh, master conductor. <laughs> continue before he throws water on my studio here. Yeah. So, uh, and thank you both, Susan and Gloria, for your time today. I greatly, you. greatly appreciate it. Yeah, it has yeah. been. Thank you. Been and as my kids would say, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Anavivo podcast. We welcome your feedback and ideas. You can learn more about us by simply Googling the word Anavivo. 
This podcast is supported by listeners like you. I am a licensed real estate broker with Compass Real Estate and a nationwide real estate matchmaker. We consult with you for free, find and vet the right real estate professional that specializes in the area and niche you need, are paid by that professional, and they get clients like yourself who want and need their unique specialty or winning track record. If you or someone you know is in the market to buy or sell real estate anywhere in the U.S., don't simply web search the highest paying advertiser. Let us use our licensed experience to find and vet the real and best professional for you. It costs you nothing but a phone call or email with me and it saved my clients financially and emotionally. I'd be honored to serve and you can reach me direct by email at tim.c.miller at outlook.com. And as always, to God be the glory.